When two families merge, when they blend, and now there are stepchildren and step-siblings, one of the forgotten parts of this equation often is the new step-grandparents. Here's Ron Deal. Sometimes when somebody else made a choice and all of a sudden you've got not just one, but maybe you got five step-grandchildren, well, what if you already had a bunch? What if you already had, you've already thrown yourself into relationships with your biological grandchildren and now you got five more. It's like, how do I fit all this in? You know, how do we do the finances? I'm just saying I've seen and, and been involved in situations where the step-grandparents just aren't terribly excited about this. That can be a disappointment to their adult child. This is Family Life Today. Our host is Dennis Rainey. I'm Bob Lapine. Step-grandparenting can be tricky. We have some thoughts today from Ron Deal on how to make it work more effectively. Stay with us. Welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us. There was a a conference back last fall for grandparents. We had some friends who put this together. We helped promote this event, a national conference on grandparenting. The Legacy Conference. That's right. One of the speakers at the conference was Ron Deal, who joins us in studio today and is uh, the leader of Family Life Blended. Ron, welcome back to Family Life Today. Thank you. You got invited to come and speak at this conference about step-grandparenting, which, Dennis, I don't know that I'd ever even stop to think about that subject, but that's an issue that a lot of families that all of a sudden find themselves in with very little preparation and very little coaching. I would say most grandparents kind of feel overlooked when it comes to blending a family Mm -hmm. together, and I can't imagine what it would be like to feel like, in in some regards, you may be an outsider trying to get back in with grandkids that, at one point, you were their heroes. You're hearing a lot about this subject as you speak around the country. I am, Dennis. And, and Bob, in preparation for that Legacy Conference, I did some homework. And, you know, I I do this every single day. But I was a little shocked to discover that 40% of families in the U.S. have a step-grandparent in the picture. 40%. And, by the way, that stat is 20 years old. (laughs) It's old. So it's likely higher. It's likely much higher. And the other thing that I found was that the prediction that demographers have is that by year 2030 in the U.S., there will be one step grandchild for every 1.7 biological grandchildren, Mm -hmm. less than two to one ratio. It is a very common experience. It's going to continue to be a common experience. And and of course, it touches all three of the generations. Well, and, And not just all three generations, but I'm thinking about all of the different permutations of what makes a step family mm-hmm. and then how that expands to the grandparenting. So if if our son and our daughter-in-law get a divorce and she's now the custodial parent of mm-hmm. our grandkids, where do we fit into that? Exactly. Right? If that divorce occurs, is at that point, is he a step grandparent? No, he's a biological grandparent. But if his current daughter-in-law becomes his former daughter-in-law right. and marries somebody new, that somebody's parents become the step-grandparents to Bob's grandchildren. And and if there's an estrangement between our son and this daughter-in-law, we may be cut out of the picture right. with our grandkids. And what that means is that Christmas time, when you want time with your grandkids, mm-hmm. there's probably four or five or 
six other sets of grandparents who also want time with the grandkids. So all of a sudden, you know, life just got really complicated fast. And then I'm thinking about the other situation, which is where our son or our daughter marries somebody who's been previously married and brings grandkids in. And we didn't just become new in-laws. We became new Mm step-grandparents. And it happened in an instant. So instead of watching these kids be born... We're now step-grandparents to a 13-year-old, a 15-year-old that we haven't ever known before, and they've never known us. And what if you have some real mixed feelings about that new relationship? By the way, this is a, one of the things that we're hearing from people is, you know, I hey, I have step-grandchildren. By the way, I also have some biological grandchildren, and I've known them their whole lives, and they've known us, and we have traditions and time together and all sorts of things. And now I'm trying to figure out what do I do and how do I find time for the step-grandchildren? But that relationship came about because my child, let's say, made some really poor decisions. And we have mixed feelings about those decisions. And now those decisions have resulted in them getting married and having stepchildren. That gives us step-grandchildren. We, we never really wanted this. And, and it kind of feels like if we jump in as step-grandparents and throw ourselves into those relationships that somehow we're saying what my son or daughter did is okay. Mm. And we don't feel like it's okay. We're, and we're kind of stuck between not wanting to give approval, but at the same time, the grandchildren shouldn't be the ones that suffer. That's the kind of difficulties that grandparents are finding themselves in, trying to wade through these waters and figure out what to do. You, uh, you outlined three different kinds of step-grandparents, okay? Mm-hmm. Just to keep that, that concept in place. And there are step-grandparents who step into the life mm-hmm. of a child <laughs> mm-hmm. and actually are in a long-term relationship helping to raise that child to maturity. Right. They've been in a long-term relationship. We call them long-term step-grandparents, meaning maybe they were a step-parent at a younger age, and they raised a stepchild, and that stepchild is now an adult, now married, now has children of their own. Technically, those are step-grandchildren to the grandparent, right? But you've been in their life since day one. Those grandchildren know you as grandma or grandpa. They don't know you as anything different than that. That long-term step-grandparent probably has a more of a relationship with their step-grandchildren like a biological grandparent would have with their biological grandchildren. It just feels more natural and more connected because of the length of the relationship. Of course, all of this depends on the kind of relationship that the stepchild has with the step-parent because that step-grandparenting is all incumbent on are we still friends with this child that we helped raise. And so there's no way to predict whether you're going to have an easy relationship there or a hard one. Let's just kind of walk through the the possibilities. On the one hand, let's say you have a great relationship with your stepchild who now becomes a parent. You have step-grandchildren. The odds are your grandma. (laughs) End of story. It's going to be a wonderful, uh, easy ride. Maybe you have, on the other end of the continuum, a really awkward, difficult relationship with your stepchild who now has children. It can go one of two ways is what I what I see a lot is that all of a sudden the step-grandchildren create an opportunity for connection. They don't know you as anything different. They feel like you're grandma to them or grandpa to them. And all of a sudden it helps your relationship with your adult stepchild. Mm. They watch you be grandmother to their kids. And by the way, if you want to win a parent's heart. There you go. Yeah. 
bless their child. That's it. I mean, find ways to build into their lives. I'm not talking about spoiling them with gifts. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about finding a way to encourage them, build them up, speak truth into their lives, and be an asset to them. So I hear from a lot of long-term step-grandparents who say, you know what, my salvation with my stepchild was the grandkids. Like, that was the back door that improved my relationship with them. And I say, amen, hallelujah, whatever it takes, uh, pour into that grandchild, and all of a sudden, their parent is more appreciative of you than they've been before. And what would you say to the person who's listening to our broadcast right now? They go, that's me. Mm. I'm in that situation. Mm -hmm. How can they take advantage of it? You know, it's the heart attitude of inclusion and connectedness is always a good positive thing. I mean, extending yourself in love generally works on your behalf. I mean, wouldn't we assume that as believers, right? Right. <laughs> love right. conquers a lot of things. Now, sometimes you're not given permission to love. You know, one of the barriers here for step-grandparents is that middle generation. Let's say you have a son or daughter or a stepson, stepdaughter, who blocks your ability to be a grandparent. Well, they can. Like, they can just say, no, the kids are not available. No, we're not going to come over and spend time Sunday afternoon and have lunch. No, you know, they can do that. And that's really unfortunate, and it's a heartbreak when that happens. You know, what I would say to that step-grandparent is, okay, you have limited opportunity. Make the most of what you have and don't give up. And, and I'd just throw in here, it can be our attitude. I'm entitled to a relationship with my mm -hmm. grandchild. And I think we've <laughs> got to die to that entitlement mm -hmm. at some point and go, I, I can woo that. I can try to earn that. I can pray for that. But I'm going to have to let go of that sense of entitlement. And if you try to cash that chip in, you can alienate even further. Yeah. Yeah, you certainly don't want to do that because then that just almost invites somebody to say, oh, no, you don't deserve, right? Mm -hmm. And you've got them digging in your heels. So you've got long-term grandparenting. What's a second kind of The second one we call inherited step-grandparents. Now, i got, I got to tell you at this point, I'm getting a little dizzy. <laughs> Take Bob's, a breath. Bob's going to say— Take a deep breath. You'll Bob's be okay. Gonna say, you were dizzy before you came into the studio. But, it does feel like a roller coaster or I mean, a you're Ferris trying wheel. to get yeah. these categories yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah. But this is the—I hate to use the term. This is the modern family. It is. It? it is. And so, actually, I'm so glad you said that, Dennis, because— we have listeners right now who are going, yeah, I'm dizzy. Yeah, I don't know what the rules of this game are. I don't know what the boundaries are. When do I step in? When do I step out? That's why we're talking about this today, to just try to help give some perspective to it. So if you're an inherited grandparent, step-grandparent, here's what's happened probably in your life. You've had a son or a daughter who made a choice to marry somebody who has kids. So your son, let's just say that, your son has become a stepdad. Well, you just inherited step-grandchildren. Now notice, this was not your choice. You're just cruising along in life. Your son made a choice to marry somebody with kids. You didn't make that choice. Now you may be in favor of it, may be happy about it, but at the same time, you didn't ask for grandkids. You didn't ask for this to be brought into your life. Let me just also say to those high control grandparents that are out there, <laughs> you're not really in control anyway. <laughs> So it's a delusional thought to say that you're in control and 
Let's have some grandkids. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Good point. Good point. <laughs> I'm looking at Bob now. He's under the conviction of the Holy no, Spirit. No, I'm just wondering which one of those uh, children Dennis was sending a subliminal message to. <laughs> which one of his own kids? Let's, uh, let's hope they heard they've it. They've been quite successful on their own. <laughs> well, the reason I bring this up is because, you know, sometimes there are situations where that inherited step-grandparent just isn't highly motivated to build a relationship with their step-grandchildren. I mean, most grandparents are excited when they become grandparents. It's a little weird sometimes. I hear people say the very first time, but yeah, I'm getting used to the idea, and then they throw themselves into it. Sometimes when somebody else made a choice and all of a sudden you've got not just one, but maybe you got five step-grandchildren, well, what if you already had a bunch? What if you already had, you've already thrown yourself into relationships with your biological grandchildren and now you got five more. It's like, how do I fit all this in? You know, how do we do the finances? I'm just saying I've seen and, and been involved in situations where the step-grandparents just aren't terribly excited about this. That can be a disappointment to their adult child. Well, and we got to keep in mind, you don't have an extended relationship with this new 11-year-old step-grandchild. Right. You don't know anything about what they like. You don't know anything about their history for the most part. You're meeting them for the first time at 11. They're not sure what to think about you. So, And, the, and you feel a little divided. You know, you, you've got three other biological grandchildren. You do know what they're right. like. You do have a relationship with them. And now I'm supposed to take time away from them to invest time with this 11-year-old that I don't know. And who's not sure that he wants a relationship with you. The easiest thing to do for a step-grandparent in that situation is go, let's just back off and go where we're wanted. But I hear you saying that may be the easiest thing to do, but that may not be the healthiest thing to do. I think we should always. I, I mean, the, the life and times of Jesus Christ is a guy who walked around turning outsiders into insiders. <laughs> is that not the heart of the gospel? Mm. People who were far from God, and he brings them near to God. He extends the hand of friendship, if you will. He extends love and grace to people who don't even know that they need it or want it. That's the heart of our Savior. I think anytime we do that, in any situation, let's just paint a scenario like we were talking about before. Let's say your son or daughter made a choice. It's a choice you didn't agree with. There's negative repercussions. You're not feeling great about it, but bam, you've got an 11-year-old step-granddaughter. I think you swallow hard and you go, Lord, help me be an influence in this 11-year-old's life. Help us find ways of connecting. We've got to figure this out. We don't just pull back and go, well, this shouldn't be, so I'm out of here. I like where you're going with that, Ron, because I was just sitting back and thinking most grandparents, when they are finally declared grandparents, are kind of wondering, what's my assignment mm -hmm. here? Because mm. it's not necessarily cut and dried with every one of your adult children how they want you to be the grandparent in that situation. And then you uh, extrapolate the step-grandparenting assignment, which that's a new category for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. They don't even know, well, it's back to being dizzy again. Yeah. How do I relate to this person who's not biologically connected to me? And, you know, here's a principle that I think would apply with both biological grandparenting as well as step-grandparenting. 
define the relationship. Uh, we're going to have to have some conversations. So you go to your son or daughter and you say, look, what role would you like for me to play? Here's what I would love to do. Here's where I'm interested. Here's my heart and my passion. How does that fit with you, your schedule, your needs? You have a wife or a husband to consider and their parents. Like, Bring us in and give us some guidance so that we can come together and define what our role as grandparenting looks like. And, and Ron, your advice to uh, any grandparent at that point is excellent. Mm. You ought to perform some kind of inventory with each of your adult children and, for that matter, their spouses. Just to clarify, what are the expectations here? Yeah, yeah. You may be a busy person. You may still be involved in your career. Uh, and you may not have the time to be able to spend uh, with your grandkids the way your kids all expect you to. I- I'll never forget Barbara and I were driving along on a vacation one time. We were comparing notes about what our kids were expecting of us. And all of them wanted to come twice a year for three full days. Hmm. Well, that's that's... Six days times six kids, <laughs> and there's a day to travel because none are local. Uh-huh. So it, it was like, hold it. We're, we're going to recalibrate and redefine our lives around our grandkids and our kids. And that's not bad. It's just a matter of clarifying expectations. If you're wondering why you're feeling like a loser— it may be because you've not found out. Because you're a loser? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you really are missing the expectations there. Yeah, there's a lot to define, and we can't just sit back and hope we've figured it out and make assumptions. That is dangerous. But have the conversation. Get it out there and, and dialogue about it. There's one other category, and I just want to hit this one because this is a growing, growing population in our culture. And it's what we call the later life step-grandparent. And this occurs when someone later in life marries somebody who is a grandparent. So let's just paint a scenario. You maybe had a 30-year marriage and uh, your spouse dies and a few years go by and you're in your mid-60s, early 70s, and you fall in love again and you marry somebody who is a grandparent. You instantly have adult stepchildren and Mm step-grandchildren. Now notice, you're the one who's motivated. You're the one who made the choice to marry this person. Typically, that step-grandparent is highly motivated to get to know all the generations, both the adult stepchildren as well as the step-grandchildren. But the adult stepchildren and the step-grandchildren may not have any need for you whatsoever in their life. And, And what we often find in this scenario is it's the adult children, now adult stepchildren, who go, you know what? You're dad's wife. You're not my mom, and you're not the grandmother to my kids. It's fine if you show up at Christmas, and we sure want you to cook the turkey at Thanksgiving, but don't step into that grandmother role. My mom was grandma. End of story. That adult child has a lot to say about whether or not that step-grandparent can play any role at all in the life of the family. And again, it's back to what you were coaching us earlier on. Have the conversation mm. with the adult child. What uh, What are your expectations of our relationship? Well, and I'd just add to that, and we've talked about this before, patience. Mm-hmm. Patience is a key virtue yes. in all of this. Wow. And then grace. Keep in mind that your kids, your stepkids, their their kids, everybody in this scenario has a context for what they're feeling. Loss has been a part of most of these people's experience. And when loss is a factor, 
uh, that can that can pop up in some some relationally challenging ways, right? Mm-hmm. And this is just where we have to be the people who say, you know what, I'm going to give a ton of grace when you start acting out of your your loss and start getting angry or or frustrated or isolating yourself. I'm just going to go, okay, there's a context for this, and I'm going to, I'm going to give a lot of grace here. This later life step-grandparent dynamic is essentially creates what we call adult step-families. And, and the person who gets caught in the middle of a bunch is the biological parent. So let's back to our scenario. This man has married a woman later in his life in their early 70s. And his children, you know, they loved mom. She, she was a wonderful woman in their life, and, and she will always be mom. And to the grandchildren, she will always be grandmother. And they just may or may not have a need for this new step-grandparent to be connected deeply into the family. And their family identity certainly doesn't include this dad's new wife. Dad, he's got to be careful because if he's in a position of demanding that his kids welcome her as they would a mother, I I just find that that backfires, you know, that he's got to be patient too. Now, I also want the new step-grandmother in that scenario to to not become so possessive. I've seen some situations where they look to their husband and say, look, if they don't invite me, then you can't go be with your kids either and your grandkids. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That, that will divide really, really fast. And all that does is sabotage yourself in the family. You, you, you have to make some sacrifices, keep the connections alive so that eventually they see you as an asset, somebody new to get to know, and hopefully they do extend themselves and invite you in. Parents uh, in any family are gatekeepers That's right. to give grandparents access to their grandkids. When it comes to this, Ron, I could I mean we could spend hmm. we could spend the next couple of hours talking about different scenarios of uh, a parent who goes, you know, I just don't want our our children uh, relating to our step grandfather, the values he's hmm. gonna bring in. Hmm. We don't agree with it. Hmm. And so I mean, there's an interesting dance here. That's right. That you and your spouse really need to link arms together as parents and as gatekeepers of your kids to protect your kids against harmful, maybe harmful step-grandparents mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, and so there's decisions to be made, right? I mean, it's, you, you may feel like in some sense you have to protect, and in another sense you want to try to extend the hand of friendship. No, you don't have to see that new step-grandparent as mom or dad, but perhaps as a friend, you know, and making space and room for those new connections to take place. You've just started exploring this subject. I mean, we've just touched the tip of the iceberg in talking about it today. Have you written much on this? Have you? Can you point us to where we can get additional help? Yes. Actually, a number of my resources do talk about adult stepfamilies and the step-grandparent dynamic. The most recent is the Daily Encouragement for the Smart Step Family, which is a one-year devotional for blended families that, that talks about a variety of subjects as you walk through the year. The Smart Step Family book and our DVD series that churches can use also We'll uh, talk about some of these things. And then the books, The Smart Step Mom and The Smart Step Dad, 
each have chapters on these subjects. I, you know, it used to be, and I'm so glad you asked that question, Bob, because it used to be that step-grandparents just walked around going, boy, there's nothing for us. And, and that's not true anymore. Hmm. There really are some good resources. Well, of course, we've got these resources available in our Family Life Today Resource Center, and listeners can go online and look for the right starting place. Where would you say? Smart Step Family? The Smart Step Family would be a good start. Yeah, And I'd encourage people to look at the book of James. Hmm. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 8 would be a great passage of Scripture for any step family. Let me just read it carefully. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And let me just say here, in all this conversation of feeling dizzy, I I think this next command here in Scripture is really timely. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Mm -hmm. If you're in a step-family situation, whether you are a step-parent, a step-grandparent, a bio-parent, and you need wisdom, call on God. Mm -hmm. Ask Him to give you wisdom. How do we handle this, Lord? This is so complex. We can't begin to... um, to sort through all the pieces of the puzzle here. But God meets us at that point. Yeah, and one of the things, Ron, that you've said is that you've got help on this subject. Folks can go to our website, familylifetoday.com. You've written books and articles. And again, there's information available online at familylifetoday.com. You and your team are working now on an event that's going to take place October 24th and 25th. This is our sixth annual summit on step family ministry. It's going to be happening in Little Rock. And in addition to you speaking at the event, Linda Ranson Jacobs, who heads up Divorce Care for Kids, is going to be here. Dave and Meg Robbins will be speaking, Lamar and Ronnie Tyler and others. The focus this year is on parenting in complex families. As often as not, when you're talking about blended families, the issues that people are asking you about our parenting issues, and that's what the focus will be. Now, this is an event for pastors, church leaders, laymen and women, anybody who has a heart for step and blended families and wants to help those families thrive in local churches. They should plan to be in Little Rock October 24th and 25th for the 2018 Summit on Step Family Ministry. There's information available online at familylifetoday.com or call 1-800-FL-TODAY if you have any questions. There is early bird pricing available now, so get in touch with us quickly to take advantage of that. Again, the website, familylifetoday.com. Sign up for the Summit on Step Family Ministry happening in October. I know for some of our listeners, school has only been out for about five or six weeks now. For others of our listeners in other parts of the country, school is starting back up next week. 
Can you believe it? There are some folks headed back to elementary and, and junior high and high school as early as next week in some parts of the country. That's why we're encouraging moms and dads now to sign up for a 30-day prayer challenge encouraging you to be praying for your children every day for the next 30 days as they head back to school, whether they're in kindergarten or whether they're in graduate school. We will send you a daily prayer prompt via email. It'll give you scripture and specific ideas on things to be praying for, for your children. You can sign up for the 30-day prayer challenge right now at familylifetoday.com, and we'll get you started immediately with your daily prayer prompts. Here at Family Life, we are all about trying to effectively develop godly marriages and families, and praying for our kids is one of the ways that that happens. We're excited because there are a number of churches around the country who have already contacted us, and they are launching uh, art of parenting groups this fall. In fact, some of them are kicking off the launch by showing the movie that we put together called Like Arrows as a special church event. Uh, If you'd like information about Family Life's Art of Parenting video series or the movie Like Arrows, again, go to our website, familylifetoday.com. Maybe talk to your church leadership about whether this is something you want to do in your local church and then get in touch with us. You can call us at 1-800-FL-TODAY. Let me just say a word of thanks to those of you who partner with us so that all that we're doing here at Family Life can actually happen. Those of you who are regular monthly legacy partners and those of you who will from time to time help support the ministry with a donation, we are so grateful for your partnership. And in fact, we'd like to express our gratitude today if you're able to help with a donation by sending you a copy of the book that Dennis Rainey wrote recently called Choosing a Life That Matters. It's our gift to you when you go online to donate at familylifetoday.com or when you call 1-800-FL-TODAY to make a donation. You can also mail your donation along with your request for the book. Write to Family Life Today at Box 7111, Little Rock, Arkansas, and our zip code is 72223. Now, tomorrow, we want to introduce you to a father who has a rather unusual family, a large family. Uh, his name is Pastor Gennady, and you'll meet him tomorrow and hear about his 35 children. That comes up tomorrow. Hope you can be with us for that. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, along with our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We'll see you back next time for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas, a crew ministry. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.